Welcome to our YouTube channel. As you take time to listen to God's word today with us, we believe that your faith will be strengthened up each day and we hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you as well as your family. Hey, we are part of this series called Dream Home. Today is week three. Last week we looked at this on the sermon title called Building Strong Families. You know, it's one thing to dream of building a great house with beautiful bedroom and marble and a swimming pool. But what good is it to have a great house but not have a home? House is the, the construction, the physical side of it. But home is about the people living inside that house. God is not concerned about your bricks, the marbles, the tiles, and all things smart that you have in your house. God is concerned about the people who are going to be living in a house who will make it a home, and that people who are living in that house must be kingdom families. Amen? So how to be a kingdom family is what we have been learning through this series, and today uh, we will continue that series. Okay? Family matters to God. Every family matters to God. God wants to build strong families. And strong families does not just happen overnight. It cannot happen overnight. The result of a strong family comes from deliberate decisions made through God's word. A strong family can only be built if you are intentionally obeying God. A strong family can be only built if you are determined to please God. A strong family can only be built if you practice everything that is in the word of God. So only then you will be a family that is built like a solid foundation. Otherwise, what happens is that when, you don't, when you're not deliberate, intentional, determined, and practicing things from God's word, you automatically settle for alternative methods. You understand? You know, you have solid wood, but today we have alternative options. We have a lot of other wood that looks like a wood, but it is not as strong as a real strong wood. So God is calling every family to live in the solid foundation of His word and not by alternative choices. When you're living a life continuously based on alternative choices, you, have, you are trying to build a family, but there is a lot of hole underneath, and eventually you will see yourself sinking. Amen? You will see yourself sinking. This morning, we are going to look at how to build sacred families. Last week we saw how to build strong families. This week we are going to see how to build sacred families. You know, many people before getting married, the entire focus is about choosing the right man and choosing the right woman. Right? And it is always about, oh, I need to get a right man, I need to get a right woman. But while you are focused in that, God is focused in making you the right man for the right woman and the right woman for the right man. If you are praying for the right person, the question that we got to always ask yourself is that are you the right person for the right person that you are paying for? Right? So God takes us through that process, takes us through that journey and he prepares us to be the right person for the right person. 
But then, after you get married, you will find out, maybe in a year's time, you will find out there is no such thing as a right person for the right person. Because when you, when you imagine right person for the right person, you assume that it's supposed to be perfect. Is it only me that thinks that way? Everybody, right? We assume it's got to be perfect. So you go into a marriage thinking that God has given you a beautiful table. But no, she or he is not a beautiful table. What God has given you is a plaques of woods. You got to build a table in your marriage. Are you with me? God has deposited enough raw materials in both of their lives so that through imperfection, He will be made perfect in your marriage. He will be made perfect in your families. He will be made perfect through your lives. That's what it's all about. So end of the day, when you are praying for the right man, praying for the right woman, continue to ask God, Lord, Help us both to always choose God. It is not about finding a right man. It's not about finding a right woman. It's about finding two right people who will always choose God over each other. Hello? This person has to always stand for what is right under the light of God's word. And if you can get that everything else will fall into place. Now, how do we get there, pastor? How do we always consciously choose God? Choosing is such a hard thing because we are always filled with choices. Every day there is a choice in front of us, right? You got to choose. Am I going to wake up and go to college? That's a choice that every student is facing, It's a hard decision that they are making every morning. And they're practicing decision-making skills in bed. (laughs) My daughter, this week she came to me, and she did not want to go to school, so Madam has pre-planned this. So she walks in to, uh, you know, to my room and she goes, Daddy, touch me and see, I got fever. I said, really, honey? So I touched her, there was no fever. But I had to go with her story because, oh yeah, I think, maybe, I think, I think. And then immediately she said, Daddy, pray for me. I was like, wow, <laughs> darling. All right. So we did a pretend prayer, Lord Jesus, I pray that she'll be healed from her fever and she will go to school. The moment I said that, she immediately put her hand, Daddy, the fever is still there. Jesus has not healed me yet. I will stay at home. What do you say to that? Jesus has not healed me yet. So I have to stay at home. I am waiting for my miracle in the house. And I said, you shall go to school in faith. Your healing shall follow you. Get ready. Into the shower now. Very clever people, huh? Going to be four years old. Pray for her and me. 
There is a church in the Bible, the Colossian church. They were facing with choices. The problem that the Colossian church had is that they were struggling to make a choice between Christ and wrong doctrines. Paul is trying to address this church saying that have Christ-centeredness in your life. Whatever that we have taught you is all from and within Christ. Christ in you is the hope of glory. So everything else that tries to replace the place of Christ in your life is a wrong doctrine. So the Colossian church is trying to struggle. And this is what Paul writes to them from, in chapter 3, okay, from verse 1 to 10. I will read it out for you and you can listen. If you got your Bibles with you, you can follow with me. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, he's telling the Colossian church, you are not the old people. You are the new ones. You have new life in Christ. Set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor and God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of the earth. Verse 3. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is your life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. Verse 5. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Verse 6, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. Verse 8. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Verse 10. Let's read this together. One, two, three, go. Put on your new nature. And be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Verse 11. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free, Hebrean or Josephite. It does not matter. Christ is all that matters. He lives in all of us. Christ is the only one that matters. Turn to the person next to you, look at them and tell them, nothing else matters, only Christ. Now if you are sitting next to your wife and your husband, he or she might ask, so I don't matter. Huh? You come home. I'll show what the real matter is. <laughs> Nothing else matters but only Christ. This is the choice that Paul is urging the church to make. And this is the choice I am urging this church, families, parents, youths, sons, daughters, teenagers, everybody. It is Christ that matters nothing else nothing else nothing else everything else is
temporary. If you need Christ to be at the center, if you need Christ to be the most important thing in your life, in your families, then you need to start acting and living out in faith that Christ is the only way and nothing else. Many times we say that Christ is the only person who matters, but we spend so much time with all the other things. And we share our time, our energy, things that actually does not matter, and put Christ away. This is why I want to teach this morning how to build sacred families. Because if Christ matters to you, automatically your family will be able to build a sacred family. What do we mean by sacred? Sacred is not a religious term. Sacred belongs to the Holy One. The Holy God is the only person who is sacred. Sacred is something that is untouchable. Sacred is something that is non-negotiable. Sacred is something that cannot be altered. It is what it is. It is sacred. If you can change and manipulate something, then it is a man-made and not God-made. There are things that is in your life that God wants to deposit. There are things in God's hands that God wants to deposit in your life. And He wants to call it sacred in your life. When you become a sacred family, the devil cannot put his hands on you because he has no authority over your family. When you build your life with the sacred word of God, no human being can speak against you. And even if they speak words of jealousy and hatred, it has no power over your life because your family is sacred. Sacred is untouchable. Sacred is not religious. Many people do things sacredly. But that is not a sacred, that is just religiosity. Sacred is not an external representation, but it's an internal realization. Knowing the value, knowing how great God is, knowing that your life in itself is sacred. This is why suicide should not have any power over God's child because your life is sacred and you have no authority to end it. Somebody say, man. If you had the authority to start your life, then you would have had the authority to end your life. But you did not have an authority to start your life. The life that you have is a God-given gift and it's sacred. Your body, it's sacred. It's the temple of God. It's sacred. So sacred is not about religiosity, but a discipline to be set apart. How can you continue to remain in the sacredness of God for your life is that you practice disciplines that helps you to be set apart and be under the sacred nature of God. If you don't practice discipline, what you'll be practicing is external religious practices. External religious practices will not take you anywhere. It will not heal you, it will not set you free. What will heal you and set you free is your decision to be a person that is set apart for God. A person that has the discipline to, and knows when to say no to certain things. And when to say yes to certain things. When to obey God, when to stand in faith. Sacred. 
Amen? Sacred is not about religiosity, but discipline to be set apart. Every family has traditions. How many, how many of you can raise your hands, show raise of hands, if you got family traditions? Family traditions that you follow, right? Every family has traditions. One of the things that we do in our family is we make sure that we celebrate Christmas and we also make it a point that we celebrate Christmas with people who are far from their homes. All right? If there are students here and you are far from your home this Christmas, hey, you already have an invitation to my house for Christmas, okay? Hey, only Finney is coming. <laughs> it's part of our tradition. There's a lot of other traditions that many families follow. Now, tradition has both good side and bad side. There are some good traditions. It's good to keep. And there are some traditions that you just don't know why you're doing it. But you just do it because that's what your mother did, your grandmother did, and your great-grandmother did. Does your tradition express Christ? That's the question I want you to think about. Whatever tradition that you might have within your family, I'm not talking even about Tamil culture, Malayali culture, I'm, I'm not even going there. I'm talking about your own family, right? There are some traditions you follow. The question that you've got to ask yourself is, does your tradition express your relationship with Jesus? Is your tradition designed in such a way that people can see Christ? If you don't have certain traditions, I would encourage you to start traditions, but not external ones, but internal ones. Are you ready for this? You can build sacred families through discipline. For us, it's not an external thing, it's an internal thing. So internal traditions are disciplines that helps you to be set apart and be sacred for God. Go with me to Acts chapter 2 from verse 42 to 47. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47, we are going to learn three sacred traditions that helps you to value your life and align your life based on the values of God. You understand? These traditions, these sacred practices, if you can start these three things in your family, your family, your life, your children's life, will be aligned according to the values of God. If you don't have these things in your life, then you are not in alignment with what God wants for your life. Are you ready for this? The number one sacred tradition that you need to align in order to you know, bring kingdom values into your home is, go with me to Acts chapter 2 verse 42. Can we have verse 42? Can we all read together? All the believers that did not make sense to God and to me. That's such a united way of reading. Shake the person next to you, wake them up. Please check if they are awake. Tell them we are going to read the Bible now. Did you bring your Bible? If you did not, this is why every Sunday Pavam Pastor puts words on the screen. Tell them, Yar. And look at them and tell them, our pastor is Pavam. 
Why nobody is saying that? <laughs> so let's read together. Because our pastor is? Ah, okay. Pa. One, two, three, go. And to prayer. The first part of the verse says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. The teaching of God's word should be the first pillar, the first tradition, the first sacred thing that needs to be developed in your family. Your first step in order to become an unshakable, untouched family and living under the 100% reign and rule of God's power, the first step is biblical teaching should be the center of your house. Biblical teaching should be the You need to have sacred traditions that you practice in your home that will help you to empower your family with biblical teaching. Your biblical teaching can be done in creative ways. It can be done around breakfast. Yeah? If your children will not eat upuma, you give them a bowl of upuma and you tell them underneath the bowl there is a surprise for you. So the faster you dig and eat the upuma, the faster you get the surprise. And they eat as they eat as they eat under the bowl, under the, uh, you know, bowl, there is a verse written. <laughs> the surprise is, this is the verse you have to memorize today. <laughs> Two things happen. Upuma is gali, memory verse has gone to the memory. <laughs> what a strategy. I'm just giving you an example. Make it practical in your homes... Because biblical teaching is not just the you know, job of a pastor. It starts from your home. It starts from your home. It has to be a culture that is set in every godly families. The Bible says his word is a... Only one person knows that verse in the Bible. Send everybody else to Kingdom Kids. Is <laughs> a lamp. This first lamp represents that God's word is constantly burning as the most sacred thing in your family. If this goes out, trouble. If this goes out, wrong decisions. If this goes out, alternative choices will come into your family. If this goes out, ayo, <coughs> you know that word? In, in Tamil Bible, a lot of places you'll see that word, ayo. It means danger, be warned. This got to be your first step. So as a family, I asked you to write a mission statement last Sunday. I don't know how many of you did it. I hope you did it. As part of your mission statement for your family, the first step in order for that to be fulfilled 
have biblical teaching in your house whether it's on the morning whether it's friday whether it's a saturday morning breakfast or a saturday night dinner somewhere somehow make it a point when you have this nothing else should happen so pick a day that is convenient pick a day that you're not over compromising on other things but at the same time this is a sacred thing okay so when it's sacred no questions asked no double thinking you simply come pastors kids missionaries kids if you have grown up in pastor's home missionary home you all know what i am talking about 4 am is not a sacred sleep time it's a sacred waking up time there have been many missionary kids and pastors kids who wake up with not praises in their mouth but with words that he cannot speak because they are woken up at 4 am but that time does not change for anyone or anybody even if billy graham is staying in your house it will not change for anyone and anybody no guests can change that no matter what happens even if my dad went to sleep at 3 am he will wake up at 4 am to pray and i'm like god why as i was a kid but you don't understand the value you don't understand what it does in the supernatural because we think this is a natural thing but god aligns certain things in the supernatural in our invisible eyes he aligns certain things and he makes it visible to us in a supernatural way you see in that verse after verse um 42 In verse 43 it says a deep sense of awe came over them all and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders they were not just teaching biblical values and not experiencing the power of god when you put this as a sacred thing when you put god's word as a sacred thing in your life you will see miraculous signs and wonders as your everyday life it's like drinking coffee every day it's just normal for you because you're seeing god's move the second thing that has to be sacred in your life let's read from verse 44 and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had they sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need they worshiped together at the temple each day met in homes for the lord's supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity one word that is constantly repeated from verse 44 to 46 is met together together met worshiped together prayed together broke bread together togetherness has to be a sacred thing your physical presence together as a family and your emotional presence and mental presence together as a family has to be your number 2 sacred thing in your family you understand the second most sacred thing is togetherness so consistent meet and eat that's what it says 
This is why there is a restaurant, meet and eat. Huh? You thought it's some name, huh? it's maybe it's a biblical name. Hey? I have put meat and meat. You get it, all the non-vegetarians? Okay. It's a good thing to meet. It's a good thing to be together. Because if you can't meet many people, you are building up problems in your family because you just even can't bring yourself together at a dining table. Something happens, one sits in the hall watching TV, one sits in the bedroom, and one sits in the veranda. There's unresolved problems, unresolved conflicts. I will eat under my bed, you eat above the bed. And then pastor says, pray for the united revival of our nation. Where? Where revival will come? If you can't even sit around your own dining table with a united heart, with togetherness, where will it come from? Make it a sacred practice that at least one meal in a day you eat together. Number one thing. Okay, you don't have to say amen, but I will still light this candle. This has to be the togetherness, spirit of unity. I'm not talking about uniformity, but the spirit of unity has const should constantly be burning in your family. The only way togetherness will burn, togetherness will be always lit up as, as, as a flame in your family is when you're constantly around the first sacred thing that is biblical teaching. When biblical teaching is in its right place, togetherness will also come. You even pray together and advise each other in prayer also, it's fine, but do it together. Have you been a part of those prayers? Where your mommy is praying for daddy, Lord, I pray for my husband. I've been asking for a dosa tawa for the past two months, Lord. I'm asking God. Please, you close your ears. I'm talking to God. Hey, it, it does not matter. If you can be together, can I see a raise of hands for all the families? Just one meal a day. Pastor, we are going to try. One meal a day at least we will eat together. Can you make a promise? One meal a day. Which means that you come home. Either you leave home eating a meal together or you come home for the meal on time. Did, it, did it, every man up man is mandatory? Did you all raise your hands? Vincent, hallelujah. <laughs> Wonderful, right? Everybody, we got to do it. We got to do it. Children, don't run to your house during lunch break because pastor said we got to eat together. Your father and mother will tell you when the together eating and meeting is happening. Alright? And the third thing is prayer and worship. You know, verse 46 and 47, it says, all the while, for verse 47, let's go to verse 47. It says, all the while, they were praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, 
the Lord added to the fellowship those who were being saved. This is basically the structure of how God wanted to build his church. Can you run your family like we are running the church? Can you run your business like we are running the church? The reason is, this is God's design for the church. This is how early church was designed. They were constantly rooted in biblical teaching. They were constantly meeting and eating. This is why meeting without eating is? Praise the Lord. That's our sacred rule in this church. Thank God for Thanksgiving Sunday that is coming. It's, a, it's the second lamp that will be burning with the fellowship lunch. There'll be varieties of food cooked from all the homes. Your brain will be confused what you are eating because there are all the flavors. The next day your body will also be confused. But do not worry about that because it's a sacred rule and practice in this church that meeting without eating is I don't know if they know any other Bible verses, but this they know in this church. So the third lamp, the third flame that should be burning, the third important sacred step. First, biblical teaching. Number two is being together, togetherness. Sacrifice anything to be together as a family. Don't compromise in that. And the third thing is prayer and worship. Enter the throne room of God together as a family. Seek God's guidance and presence. Whatever may happen, your journey as a family will be ups and downs. Not every day will be beds of roses. It will be thorns. It will be rocky. It will be with bushes. It will be filled with challenging people. But every day, Make sure you're seeking Bible, you are together, and you are in the presence of God. In good times and in bad times, worship Him. In good times and in bad times, please pray. In good times and in bad times, try to find God's presence in your home. And be intentional about it. Be deliberate about it. Because if these three things can be the most sacred things in your home, in your life, nobody can touch you, church. Nobody can touch you. I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. We are trying to practice this. I'm not perfect in this. Many days we have gone without it also, even in our families. Because if we don't put that discipline under position and a place and give value to it, it won't happen. But I'm encouraging all of you to make this as a sacred thing. The reason why I'm saying this should be the sacred thing, because this is non-negotiable. No compromise. Sacred. Nobody can touch that. Even a pastor's visit should not touch this. Hello? No pastor will say these kind of things to you guys. Say amen, yeah. What, yeah. Even a pastor's visit you know, in restaurant, they have this sign. If a pastor is trying to visit you during your prayer time, please say this. Come again. We are closed. The problem is, 
you are always open to everything everybody's opinions everybody's values every whatsapp status every instagram reel you are always open but you are also trying to follow the sacred things but you are always open to everybody if you have something sacred going on in your life it means that you got to be closed for other things when you are spending time with god in god's presence as a family or as a person and temptation tries to come you will watch you will see the board come again we are closed or don't come again we will always be closed for this put a sign board in your mind put a sign board in your heart put a sign board that you are closed for the things that does not matter if you are constantly open come in we are open yeah yeah godly family only today we are supposed to be in church only but it's okay you come i will adjust with the pastor you come we need to do this it's okay you come things that has god kept as sacred in your house it's sacred in your life this is why us coming together on a sunday morning meeting together as a church is the most sacred thing that we should be doing people today and i'm sorry to say this there is no sense of sacredness for us coming together they take it so lightly online la paathukalam online is still going on <laughs> all those who are watching online they are from united states south africa those kind of places huh? if you are in trichy and watching online you better have a good reason to tell god i understand there are sometimes you know you're sick and and you 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 really want to be here but you couldn't come i understand those moments i understand that god also knows that i'm talking about the people who always has something going on and they keep church as an option oh why you come to church today no family functions today pastor i was free at home so i thought i came to i'll come to church ungley paath romba naal aachu paathittu polana i came yele keeping our signboard open for everything business people i'm telling you practice this you will see a great thing be closed on sunday even if that can be the most busiest most you know um you know profitable thing we made a decision right with upper room cafe because in restaurant food business sunday is the most profitable day but we made a decision that we will remain sacred and we will have the cafe closed and we have seen many people coming to the cafe and reading that sign come again we are closed many would say oh man that's the only day we could come why are you closed oh sorry man but we are open on the other days the whole point is that if you can give importance to the things that are sacred and put a close gate or close sign for other things what you are valuing with god will elevate you higher than your hard work what the time that you value with god can take you higher than all the energy that you would put into building things on your own 
God wants to partner with you. When God is your partner and you're spending time with other things and making sin and, and, and relationships that are not so important as your partners, you are losing value over your life. Why my prayers are not answered? Are these candles burning? Are these sacred things burning? God wants you to check this. I'm going to bring this sermon to a close. And I want you to take this word away and make it happen in the most practical way possible. You heard the word, you heard the three sacred things that should always be burning in your lives and in your families, right? How can you make this practical? Align your calendar with what you have decided today. Align your calendar. In other words, your life with what you have decided as sacred. You know, how you view your life and how you view yourself will reflect in how you use your time. It will reflect in how you use your time. If it is not in your calendar, it's not sacred. Turn to the person, look at them and tell them, who's sitting next to you, look at them and tell them, if it's not in your calendar, it's not sacred. If you don't have a calendar, don't wait until January. Even if it's only two months, say it guys, person, two months, download a calendar or buy one. You need a calendar. If it's not in your calendar, it's not sacred. You know there are things that are important things that you know that you might forget and you make sure you write it. You make sure you write it. You make sure you put a post note somewhere. You make sure you mark it down because you don't want to miss it. You want to make sure that it's visible. Let those sacred things be in your calendars first. Mark it down. Put sacred things in your calendars first. Let me show you something. This is your life. Yay. No? Okay. Or this is your calendar, let's say. And you got a lot of big things to do. Don't think that. This is your sacred stuff. All the big rocks. Very important things. You got to put this in your calendar, right? Then you got Things that are secondary, second important stuff. This could be your work, because I didn't tell anything about your career there, did I? I didn't say anything about your money there. You can survive without job and money if you keep these three things burning in your home. Hello? If you don't believe it, I'll pray for the next COVID to come, and you can try it. Many people survived without job, losing job, half pay. I got to say gladly that our church have always given and given more even during COVID time and nothing stopped our church. Yeah, I'm talking about you guys only. What a pathetic clap that you gave for yourselves. We were sitting in many pastors' forum. They're like, everything went down. Everything went down. 
and we i said oh maybe i should check the accounts what is going on so i went back and i checked nothing went down because if you have those faith if you have those sacred things burning then you will not worry about it so second most important things that are your job your money your career your dreams then you have the unimportant stuff it's kind of important but not so important you can definitely live without this maybe have a little bit like like sports like like, like football maybe or watching football and then you have this water which represents total waste of time <laughs> total total waste of time social media facebook instagram total waste of time now this is again please i'm not offending any if you're working in digital media and if that's your career then maybe it comes here <laughs> if you're ronaldo then maybe this comes here so put it under your context okay but usually uh, it can represent people relationships who are always naysayers who have nothing to say but only to put you down to discourage you they don't have anything good when you're slim ayyo elachu poitiye you put on weight ayyo yo gundaitiye nothing positive will come they are the naysayers haters some relationships that is a total waste of time and you are spending a lot of time thinking about that you know how a calendar works actually many times how a calendar works is that you start the day you start the day with this Ah. Instagram Facebook WhatsApp status making phone calls to certain people that you shouldn't be Snapchats thank you Shaban waste of time and you fill it and you fill it with waste of time that's the first thing that goes in your life and you wake up in the morning if you're going to open your mobile and the first thing you're filling it with water and then you have the unimportant stuff <clears throat> entertainment and all those things you put all that in your life everything and you just fill it and then as you're doing that you realize oh i need to be doing something i need to go to college it's 9 o'clock i'm supposed to be there at 8:30 then you run to the bathroom so comes your career your education your job you know things that you are actually supposed to be doing you're already full you're already full and then god says or the sermon sacred things 
the big stuff spending time with god mm, i don't have time to fit in pastor i am tired let me see if i have time praying let me see if i have time bible reading let me see if i have time being together with family let me see if i have time no time no time for big stuff no time for big rocks and this is how uh, your life is when you don't when you start with that this is how you end up and all the big stuff is just hanging out and then you don't want anybody to see that you are not doing these things so you don't put it in your calendar also paathukala paathukala whatever it's okay it's okay it's okay but what we should actually be doing is according to the word and according to what we learn is when you go home you're going to totally reset your calendar first thing you put is your big rocks things that god has called you to do i'm not even talking about your career i'm talking about your calling you know calling is different from career it takes faith for you to survive in your calling it takes money or education to survive in your career so put in your prayer time first put in your bible reading first put in your time together as a family first family is a big rock it's not the sand it's not the small stones it's important you put that first in your calendar then you bring in your second important things could be your career right could be education whatever that is put that and fill that you're already full with the most two important things in your life god and everything that is surrounding that you see that it's already full which means that you will not have time for other things if you're doing this right but once in a while if you want to go and watch a football game go for a movie once in a while you can go but there's not enough space to fit all that because i'm already filled with my commitment with the big stuff and the second most important things i don't have much time so what do you do now do you have time to waste do you but still you will <laughs> let's be honest okay you, <laughs> you will find time <laughs> so let's be honest so somehow somehow you will find time but it doesn't have much space because if i keep pouring it will start pouring out because my life is already filled with the most important things this is how we should be in god's hands
So if we can redesign today's sermon, redesign your life based on today's sermon, and decide to make a choice, have those three sacred things burning. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. And if you can do that, nothing else will fill it. Nothing else will fill it. Your family, your time with God is the most important thing. Then your career and things that you're supposed to be doing come second. When you can do those three things, you'll be tired for the rest of the day. You can fill in maybe with a little bit of watching news later, if you have time. Watching games, if you have time. All that happens. So can we make that decision? Create a closed for business sign or closed sign for your family. Things that that not matter. Don't let the busy crowd, you know, busyness of your life crowd you out of the most important things. Can we make a decision? Can we make a decision? I hope God is speaking to you. I hope you are able to understand the impact of this word because if you do this, if you start doing this, you see a great difference. You see a great difference. You see the way your family, your, your, your relationship with God, your education, your career, your business, everything changes. Don't feel like you need to be in control of everything. You are not. First thing, let me tell you, and let me speak to every man in this room. Guys, we are not in control of anything. We are not. God is in control. And we are just called to serve Him. Oh, what will happen if, I, if I'm not there? What will happen if I close my business on Sunday? What if I don't answer the calls? The only way you can find out what will happen is by doing it. Switch off that phone on Sunday. And you will see God giving you favor. God giving you miraculous orders. God expanding your business in a mighty way. In a mighty way. You will see God's hand. You will see God's move. Keep, keep it sacred. Whatever that is has to be sacred, keep it sacred. When you're not giving importance to the things that are supposed to be sacred in your life, you are making everything else as the sacred thing. So what it means that you are worshipping the things that you're not supposed to be worshipping. You're spending time and giving your life and pouring out your money into things that you are not supposed to do and God calls that idol worship. God calls that idol worship. You might say, Pastor, I don't have any idols in my home. I once had, but now I don't. Whatever that replaces your family, if this church replaces my time with God, this church becomes an idol in my life. Hello? <gasps> you can't say that. Yes, I can. If ministry takes priority than these three things in my life, then I am involved in idol worship. So are you. So are you, so are you, so are you. Whatever replaces God in your life becomes the idol. It should not be your business. 
It should not be anything else. Some people become, take, I'm only spend time with family. And overspending time and over importance on family. Then family can also become your idol. You got to balance that three. You got to burn it and you got to do it the right way. Thank you for listening to our sermon today. Hope it was a blessing for you as well as your family. If you would like to support our ministry, you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will meet you next week with another inspiring sermon. God bless you.